Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Beautiful. Father, we thank you. We thank you that your word is anointed. Your word is going to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. The book according to St. Mark, chapter 4, verse 14 to 20. The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended and these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful and these are they which are sown on good ground such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some thirtyfold some sixty and some a hundred praise the lord we are considering for this second service the wise heart part two please take your seat the scripture we just read is known as the parable of the sower and jesus explaining to them the fact that a sower went to sow seed some fell by the wayside others in a stony place others in a thorny place and others on good ground In explaining to them, he made them understand that the seed was the word that was sown. Right there in verse number 14, we see that the seed, he said, the sower soweth the word. He didn't even say seed again. The sower soweth the word. So we know that the seed that was sown was the word. And this seed was a quality seed because the same seed from the same basket gave fruitfulness of 30, 60, and 100 to the good ground. But the other grounds, such as the wayside, the stony, and the thorny grounds, they had different challenges confronting the same viable seed. So we know that the challenge is not with the seed but the environment that accommodates 
the seed, which is the word. So here, we know that the seed is the word and the ground is the heart. The ground is what? The ground is the heart. Why do we say so? Because here, you can see clearly in verse number 15, can you put it there? That, in fact, when Jesus was explaining in verse 15, he said, And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So here you see that Jesus is actually alluding to the fact that the wayside, the grounds of the wayside is equal to the heart of man. The wayside that accommodated the seed is equal to the heart that accommodated the word. So we have in every church or in every individual believer four different opportunities, four different potentials, four different options of heart that you could cultivate as a child of God. The same word can enter into four different kinds of hearts and give different kinds of reaction. So we can have a believer who is a wayside believer who has a wayside heart. That heart receives the word and immediately Satan takes it out. Then we can have a stony heart that receives the word, is very glad, but lacks root, lacks depth. It's not deep. There are Christians who are not deep at all. It's not mature. So, when the word begins to challenge them, <laughs> concerning Joseph, the Bible said, he says that, and he was in fetters until his word tried him. So, the word you are hearing will try you. And the persecution and the tribulation, the Bible said that it made that person with that kind of heart, the stony heart, offended. So, you see that some people will be offended because of the things they will be going through. Not because the word of God doesn't work, but because they are not deep. It says that this one in a stony place, it lagged depth for the root to go deep. Then there is the thorny ground. That thorny ground, the Bible said, the word goes in there. It actually takes root, but there is a lot of battle. <laughs> the thorns will be chuki chuki piercing, piercing the word, the seed, so that it's unable to freely and comfortably, peacefully, <laughs> blossom so here the bible now says that the factors that will make somebody become a believer with a thorny heart is number one the care of this world 
welfare. Kakraye bedinti of this world. They say the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. So you have received a good word, but you see that care enters. Deceitfulness of riches enters. Lust for other things. They also enter. And the Bible makes us understand that. That is able to choke the word first. And render it unfruitful. This powerful word of God can be made unfruitful. Because of the cares of this world. Deceitfulness of riches. Last for other things. Choking the word. Choking the heart. You see that things are competing and contending with you. Concerning the word you have received. Hey. Yeah. Yesterday I had a message. And I was very sad. And I was saying wow. After many years of being in church. You should not end like this. So you can clearly see that. Some people, regardless of what they are hearing, they are still trying to become something that the Bible doesn't want them to become. But even at that, you are still a prophecy in fulfillment. Hey. Then there is a good ground. The good ground, it was clean, good. I mean, there's no problem. <laughs> and then 30, 60, 100. Praise the Lord. May you be the good ground in Jesus' name. So you can have, you decide the kind of heart you want to be. What, please ask somebody, what kind of heart do you have? As a believer, what do you think is a heart you have? Ask them, ask them. In the kingdom of God, as a believer, what kind of heart do you have? And we are talking about the wise heart part two because there is a connection between the kind of heart you have as a believer in the kingdom and the wisdom you operate with. In Psalm 90 verse 12, Psalm 90 verse 12, the Bible said, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts Unto wisdom. What are they going to apply? Their hearts unto what? Wisdom. So you can see that there is a direct connection between the kind of heart you have and the wisdom you operate. So if the kind of heart you have is a wayside heart, it will show in the kind of wisdom you operate. You see that your wisdom is a street life wisdom. It's a wayside wisdom. Or it's a stony wisdom. Or it's a thorny wisdom. That's why if, if you, when you see people quarreling on social media, they will insult and say, and say, what do you have? I have this car. I have that house. I have this. That's all they have. That's all their wisdom. Their wisdom ends with, I have a microphone. You don't dress well. There was one lady they were trolling that she never dresses well. That she, she says she has built houses, bought houses, but she's never dressing well. 
They were trolling her. And she says that she will be okay for them to insult her not dressing well, but her dressing is in, in houses she has bought. So you see that people who have a, a thorny heart, the, and you see, the kind of heart you have will determine what you value in this life. So when someone has a thorny heart, what they value is care of life. <laughs> that person is serving the Lord. And once their expectation and manifestation don't meet, they will leave church. Uh, that's not what I'm preaching about. I'm just doing something small. Because sometimes before you eat, you need to drink water. And the deceitfulness of riches. So you see that you can... You, you, you know that you love the Lord, but you can now, based on the need you have, have a comfortable opportunity for maybe a job or something. You know, we use a job because it's what is supposed to make you make some money. Or you begin to pursue a particular direction of wealth and riches that makes you to live or disconnect with Jesus Christ. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Ah, beautiful. And last, last, last of other things can just, and this is, these are the things that inform the kind of wisdom some people are operating with because the kind of heart they have, it chases after these things. So if that person is in church and is in need of money and it's not coming, they can leave church go and sleep with somebody there or go and do some one illegitimate job there. That's why we still have armed robbers in church who are hearing the same message. Some other people are turning their life to Christ, but they, they are stealing and they are bringing tithe. It's a kind of heart they have. And you will have other fake men of God preaching that it doesn't matter because Christ has paid for it all. How does it not matter when somebody goes to shoot a family and robs them of their money comes to give offering and you are saying it doesn't matter are you correct like you the pastor no are you correct yeah that's why all the preaching you are preaching the preaching is not landing all you are doing is just philosophizing but land yes god the teacher cannot be teaching your child one plus one is two when you went to school, the one plus one, they made you to go and cut a stick and you cut it into pieces or counters. They say one knee. This is one. Because the child doesn't know one. So you have to show the child that this is one. This is what? One. Then when you put this one and this one together, it is called what? Two. So keep philosophizing. Show us an illustration of what you are teaching. Jesus told parables. Show us the illustration. That you say that somebody cannot lose their salvation. Show us the illustration. Because God came here to demonstrate his love. It was an illustration. So show us. But I'm saying that, he says that, so then, teach us, teach us, that we will apply our heart 
to wisdom. So there's a connection. The kind of heart you, you cultivate over time will determine the kind of wisdom you can operate with. And it's a serious matter because even when a higher or deeper or a quality wisdom is available, if the heart you have is an inferior heart, it will not be able to operate that wisdom. I, I, I want to be clear. I'm saying that if assuming this is God's wisdom, this chair is God's wisdom, and the heart you have is this my bag here. This chair will not fit into this bag. Would it fit? And the kind of heart you have is not just the doing of the Lord. It's, all, it's your own doing. God gave the seed, but the heart there, it belongs to the human being. You have to cultivate. That's why one person has a wayside heart. Are you here? But those possibilities are available for all. Some has a stony heart, some has a thorny heart, and some other person has developed their spirituality to have a good soil kind of heart. That is able to bear hundredfold seed that it receives. That means that some hearts are bought the way they hear. They miscarry. And some other heart utilizes the kind of seed that is sown in them. Hey. So sometimes when you go to the great people and they give you a seed to go and plant and it doesn't work. They go and test the soil. Because they know that there's nothing wrong with the seed. Are you here? Are you, are you sure you are here? Yeah, that's why they do soil test. Yeah. Because some, some soils have a, a way of destroying a viable seed. So that's how we are talking about the kind of heart you should have. Because if we don't talk about this, it does not matter the word God will bring, you will still useless the word. So, it's a serious matter. Please look at somebody. Tell the person it's a serious matter. So, you see that by the scripture we just read, you, you see that there is a connection between your heart and the wisdom you operate. That means that wisdom is not a matter of your brain. It's not a function of your brain. That one is called common sense. But when we are talking about wisdom, wisdom is not common sense. It is a deposit of supernatural discretion into the human heart. A deposit of supernatural discretion is like an impartation of something spiritual into the heart of a person that seeks after the Lord. That's why he's saying that, teach me. Teach me. Solomon's wisdom was not ordinary. He, he went to God and asked God, give me this wisdom. It's not a function of your brain. But when the wisdom is on ground and your spirit processes it well, your brain can use it. Are you here? But, but that's why you are not born wise. You have to develop the wisdom for living. So, it's not common sense. Common sense, everyone should have a measure of it. But we're talking about something supernatural. 
it's a discretion. It makes you see things and handle things the same way God sees and handles things. Very powerful. Job 38, verse 36 and 37. Job 38, 36 and 37. Look at, look at God himself. He says that, who has put wisdom in the inward parts or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds in wisdom? Who can stay the bottles of heaven? <laughs> yeah, these bottles of heaven is not alcohol. It's not alcohol. So here he's showing us that God himself operates with a wise heart. Okay, he's talking about God. That God, the way he operates. That's why you read the Bible, you find out that, you see, the Bible says, the Bible makes us understand in Genesis that God said, God said, and created the di- different things. But when you go deeper into the word, you find out that the Bible says that God created this world by his wisdom. And by his wisdom, has he made all these things. So, if you are just standing in one small corner, you be saying, God said, God said, God said. But the saying was coming from the reservoir of his wisdom, knowing that this is how to do it. This is what to do by this principle. Pressing this button. Are you here at all? So God himself operates with wisdom from the innermost being. That's what the scripture is saying. Put the job there. I like the first verse. Yeah, Who can number the clouds in wisdom? No, no, no. The, the verse before. 36. <laughs> Who has put wisdom in the inward part? The inward part is talking about either the heart or your spirit. So you see that the wisdom is a deposit in your heart, not the, the brain. That's why the, the believer is supposed to be on a very high level. Because the kind of heart you have is different from the one that the world has. It's the, the kind of spirit you have is different from the, the kind that the world has. So let's move on. That God operates, he himself is the kind of heart he has. That makes him operate the kind of wisdom that he projects. And he projects that by in pro, the kind of wisdom or heart he has. Makes him to project a particular wisdom that reveals his omnipotence unto us. So you see that, you see that, look at the next verse in that Job. He says that because the wisdom has entered, he says that who can now number the clouds? Can you number the clouds? He's showing us that by the heart he has and he projecting that kind of wisdom, he's showing us that he's all powerful. Who can now stay the bottles of heaven? We don't even understand the bottles. That's why I've just done the disclaimer because Some people, when they hear bottles, straight away, nah, by their own definition, and they are bebo. Be very careful. <laughs> Exodus 31, verse 1 to 5. God wants us to have a wise heart. In Exodus 31, verse 1 to 5, and the Lord spake unto Moses. It's powerful. See, I have called by name 
Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Her, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. How? In wisdom. And what? And in understanding. And what again? And in knowledge. And what again? And in all manner of workmanship. To devise cunning works. To work in gold. And in silver. And in brass. And in cutting of stones. To set them. And in carving of timber. To work in all manner of workmanship. This guy is too much. When you, you give birth to a, a baby boy. You can name the baby boy Bezalel. Very powerful guy. So here we see that in that verse 1. And verse 2. The Lord says, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri. And in verse 3, he said, I have filled him with the spirit of God. Now, we, are, we know that when the spirit of God comes upon us or into us, it comes into our spirit or into our heart. It comes where? Into our heart. So that's where, that is the tank for the believer. The tank for fueling is either your spirit or your heart. And in the New Testament, the two could be used interchangeably. So, he said that the infilling of the spirit of God manifests first and foremost in wisdom. In what? Is there? Verse 3. Very clear. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom. In what? Please talk to me. In what? In wisdom. Very powerful. So here we know that when the spirit of God fills a person, one of the foremost manifestations is wisdom. Then understanding. Then knowledge. Then all manner of workmanship. So the wisdom that this guy was manifesting, we saw it that the Bible was saying that he would do it in creative wisdom. To devise cunning works. Cunning. Skillful. This guy will be creative. With everything he will be doing. To work in gold. And in silver. And in brass. And in the cutting of stones. And wood. And and in all manner of work. Too much. So first point I'm making, I mean, in this line to you is that when the Holy Spirit fills you, one of the foremost manifestation is wisdom. Is what? And that manifests itself in creative wisdom. Where you are able to do creative stuff. It's powerful. It's powerful. H. In chapter 36, Exodus 36, 1 and 2. I, I mean, I'll come back to these scriptures that I'm mentioning over and over again. Then wrote, no, verse, yeah, 1 and 2. Then wrote Bezalel and Aholiab. He was from the tribe of Dan. And every wise-hearted man. Now, now we are getting into deeper waters now. And every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom. 
and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom. In whose heart the Lord has put wisdom. In whose heart every wise-hearted man. There are foolish-hearted men. But there are also wise-hearted men. And in those wise-hearted men, God puts word wisdom. Even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work of... I'm saying that in the kingdom, your doing is based on the kind of heart you have. So even when there must be a stirring for something great, that stirring must start from your heart. And everyone whose heart stirred him up. A pastor cannot have people supporting and becoming mighty men and women until he has those people who have been stirred in their heart. Stirred where? Yes, in their heart. And you can have crowds and none is stirred in the heart. But in the days of Moses, I mean, we will learn that they were about to build a sanctuary, the temple, and the Lord told them that let the people give. They, because their hearts were stirred, they gave until the people working, they went to beg Moses and tell the people that they should stop bringing anything. It's too much. In fact, the gold, you know, is becoming baller here. And we don't have space to dig the foundation. It's what happened in the keeper's house. That amen didn't come out at all. And I won't pay some time. I say, I say it's going to happen in the keeper's house. Too much. So you see that the people who were wise-hearted, the Lord put wisdom in their heart. The kind of heart you have, if it's a wise heart, wisdom will be flowing as a spirit through that heart. So, your duty as a child of God is to ensure that you are operating with a heart that is wise. A heart that is what? This thing doesn't respect age. If you have a wise heart, or if you must have a wise heart, you should develop it. In the first service, we learned about what the wise heart is. And we, of course, we'll get, I will just say it so you need to go and listen to the first service message because you two, you have your own meat here. Why is that? God just, the purpose of the infilling of the spirit is for wisdom to manifest out of your heart. So when you say, I have the Holy Ghost, I have the Holy Ghost. And the things that are coming out of you. Don't measure to the quality of wisdom God wants to project. We have to question the Holy Ghostness inside you. We have to question it. That's why you sometimes you do things and people say, Hey, now who Christo Nipa now to be you see that and koye. Put your hand on here and say, God have mercy. 
this place has become very quiet. You have to be very careful with pastor. Hey. May you receive a wise heart in Jesus name. In the rest of the month left in 2021. Operate a wise heart in the name of Jesus. Yes. You may think you have a wise heart. And when God puts it on the scale. The scanner will show that. It is nowhere near that. That's why you need this consciousness. Of wisdom. On a daily basis. First Kings chapter 3 verse 12. Look at what the Bible said. First Kings 3 12. The Bible said. Behold God is speaking. To Solomon. I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. So that there was none like thee before thee. Neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. (laughs) A wise and an understanding heart. There are people who are have a wise heart in the presence of God. It's a serious matter. If you are blessed to marry one, you are blessed. I mean, whether marriage is good or is bad, it's just because of the kind of heart you are dealing with. When they asked Jesus about whether the divorcement was um, the original plan. He said in the beginning it was not so. But because of the kind of heart, the hardiness of the heart, that is why we go to court. To divorce. That's why somebody is married and is not happy because there is the, the heart you married. Please, you marry a heart. You don't marry your feelings. You, you are marrying the wrong thing. You are just marrying vibes. Somebody is giving you vibe. It's making you feel somewhere. You feel like I can marry that vibe. I'm telling you the vibes. Eh, they die out. Sister foolish heart. Brother foolish heart. You marry heart. Because after a while. And you see that. In a marriage you can be there. There's no vibe for a long time. But you, you know that the person is exuding grace. is exuding goodness. Welfare. is exuding dignity. Integrity. There are some people. When they were about to marry. They were interested in orgasm. Okay. But after the marriage. They realized that oh, the man is giving her plenty orgasm. But now the challenge is that the man doesn't have a heart of integrity. So even though in the beginning her drive was, her need was for orgasm. Now what is stressing her is that the man lacks integrity. So when she's sleeping, she's not sleeping because the man can enter anywhere. So you don't use your need for orgasm to marry. That's what I'm preaching right now. 
Some years ago, I was dealing with a a marital issue. The guy was very irresponsible. But very, very authoritative. And the lady said, I'm divorcing, divorcing, divorcing. So, they were in the process of divorcing. And when I met the lady after some time, she told me, Pastor, if I want to marry. I said, so what kind of man do you want to marry? The first thing she told me is the size of the manhood. Of the, he said, she cannot marry a man with a particular small size of manhood. I'm just telling you. You know, you would think I'm joking. Normally when I'm preaching, people think I'm joking. I'm telling you real life stories. She said she can't live with a man who is just moderate. It's like, hello. She needs an anaconda. That is me. And she told me, she said, Pastor, Manantesa, so that is me. But, and I told her, I said that, this your marriage we are collapsing the issue of the size of the manhood of the man has not come to the table it has never been an issue because not manage, because the man has a size but regardless of the size he has you are still divorcing that tells you that the sustainability of a marriage goes beyond the size that's what I'm saying And even though you think that I am fabricating stories, there are sisters here who are more interested in the size of a man's whatever than the real issues that make marriage to work. I have given you a wise and understanding heart. When you have a wise heart, you also have understanding of the issues. If I was a woman, I'd rather go for a man who, who is there and there. But has the wisdom for managing life. And has understanding of how marriage works. Yes. If you went to a meeting with such a sister, she she would just be looking at guys coming. She would be looking at a particular angle, looking at how the swell is. And I say, this this one will fit, that one will fit. She doesn't have a wise heart. She has a foolish heart. (laughs) God have mercy. So Solomon asked for a wise heart. Am I with you? 
And in verse 9, we see what the purpose of that wise heart was supposed to be. He said, this is when he was praying. The one I read to you was when God was answering. I have given you. But when he was praying and asking God for a wise heart, this was the purpose for that heart. He says that, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy people so great, this this thy so great a people? I'm, I'm not, I don't have the brain. That's what I'm telling you that wisdom is beyond your brain. That's why you can have somebody whose IQ is very sharp and he's still a foolish person. So, he says that, give me, please, a wise heart that will help me to judge and be able to look beyond what is on the surface. That's the meaning of the word discern. It's not discern, it's discern. To look beyond the surface. To be able to make meaning beyond what you are being told. Some people are a truth machine. Like Judge Judy. You are talking to her. She she knows where you are coming from. No matter your stories and the, and the acrobatics and the drama you are doing. She has already scanned you. It's a discerning heart. That is a wise heart. The guy has pressed every clean button. But this heart knows that it's a lie. It's to be able to make good judgment. What kind of judgment? Discretionary. Decision make. It gives you the ability to be able to separate good from bad. And in testing that heart, two prostitutes brought two kids, one dead, one alive. And he was able to make easy of a very complex situation. And the people saw that, ah, this king was born to an illegitimate woman. We don't even know why there were elders and the father made this one the king. But by the confirmation of this wisdom, you are really the chosen of God. I'm saying the reason why some people doubt your Christianity and who you say you are is because of what you are manifesting on a regular basis. The heart you have, you know, is an unwise heart. The boy is even shocked that you said yes to his proposal. I'm telling you. He even went ahead to say that I'm not good for you, but you still could not see. That's why the boy has not come to church. Do you know that most of the time, when the Delilahs and the evil women are about to destroy men, they, they tell them that I'm an evil woman. Because they know that a man who is unwise is not listening to what is being told. The erection is giving him direction. So when you have wise heart, discernment and discretion, it's playing the game for you. Is God talking to somebody here? Are you sure God is talking to somebody here? <laughs> May God give you a wise heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. And he said, you need humility to receive this thing. Yes, you, you need it. 
the prudent man, the wise man, he sees evil and he avoids it. But he said, the fool will enter. I'm saying that there is no evil that comes to you without an announcement. But it takes a wise heart. Is there? A prudent man foreseeth the evil. And hideth himself. That's why it's not everything that is prayer. That you see the evil, you stand aside. You don't see the evil. You don't go and take an unbeliever and say, I'm praying for the unbeliever to correct that I married the unbeliever. Are you mad? Are you God? Are you a correctional institute? We are no more. Messesano. Whoa. Now what's the sound? <laughs> Look at the last part of that scripture. Where you just put that prudent man. But the simple pass on and are punished. This Bible is very generous. Simple. Please stop talking and saying that. I don't think evil. I don't do this. You need to be deeper. You need to have a wise heart. Because if you are a simple person, you will go on and be punished because in your mind, because you are not a witch, you are not wicked, you are not a conspiracy theorist, you are not a conspirator for doing evil, nobody else should also operate like that. But you are joking. <laughs> you are, people are not setting traps. People are traps themselves. If you are a simple-minded person, as I'm preaching right now, I know somebody is insulting me, but Kai, I'm not a simple-minded person. As you see me, I'm not, I'm not a simple-minded person. I can see, but I've accepted. And I'm avoiding the insult. And I'm preaching. And I will keep preaching. Until the preaching will be more than your insult. Yes. We as God's children, we need wise what heart. What do you need? It will help you to judge well and be able to discern from what good and what evil. Now that discern there, you know, apart from just making natural decisions, it also gives you the ability that you have something like a hunch. But it's from the Holy Spirit. Like you are going to rent a house. You enter the compound and God will just make you fixate or focus on certain things. And it's a pointer to what you should accept or reject. But if you are wise, you will know that it's God talking to you. If you are unwise, you will look at the flowers there. And then you enter into punishment. <laughs> into what? I like the way the Bible uses it. It said the simple person and they are what? Punished. That means that the devil is not always interested in killing you. But mostly in what? Punishing you. Because you lack what? Wisdom. When you lack wisdom, you punish your destiny. When you, you don't have a wise heart, it's a punishment. In the first service, we learned about the wickedness of foolishness. Yes. 
And wisdom is the only thing that kills it. No prayer. Hey. <laughs> this is powerful. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 5 to 7. Look at the wise man talking. Solomon, he said, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerned both time and judgment. A wise man's heart discerned both what? Time and judgment. The reason why you will not miss your timing, the judgment for your timing is because of the kind of heart you have. That is a wise what? Heart. When you don't, and let's read more. When you don't have a wise heart, it says that, verse 6, it says that, because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. (laughs) It means that whenever you are in your time and in your season, there is also misery. And the misery is the fruit of misjudgment. Miscalculation. Because you lack a heart of wisdom. So if you have a heart of wisdom, it's like you hit a jackpot. But with a heart that is unwise, you enter misery. They come together. I say, you see, if you know how to cook, because some girls in church don't know how to cook. If you know how to cook, you know that just by the, the liver is also the bile. Is it bile they call it? Yes, if you know, you know that the nice meat comes with a very bitter, sometimes poisonous meat. The two come together. It takes wisdom, and some people trying to remove the bile. No, they just burst the thing, and the whole thing, no matter how you boil it, you know, you see that it's still very bitter. Unwise. Every opportunity comes with a disaster. It takes. The wise heart to be able to make judgment to sift. The, the word is what? Please, what's the word? I didn't say shift. What I said is remove the H and call what? Sift. It, it's to separate the marbles. The misery from the opportunity that time is giving you. For every purpose has that element. The last verse 7 there. Check it. Is it verse 9? We're dealing with it. Okay, we're doing 5. He said, For he knoweth not that which shall be. For who can tell him when it shall be? He said, It is this heart. It's this heart. Problem we have is that we don't continually tell ourselves that we need a heart of wisdom. To function in this life. So you see that whatever you are functioning with. It's a different platform. Hey. So in the first service. We learned what is this wise heart. We learned that it is a consciousness. It is a condition of your life. Where you are conditioned. In a way that you are. That heart that can accommodate this wisdom. That's every day you condition yourself that I'm working in this wisdom. It's a consciousness that makes you to utilize, apply, execute 
this kind of life we are talking about by using the resources of wisdom available to you because you keep telling your heart that this is what I need to do. This is how I need to work. Not working biara biara. And, and just pick it. That's why when Saul was anointed, immediately Samuel told him that and, and the Bible said, and God gave him a new heart. Because when the heart you have, if you bring your old heart into this new level, you are going to have problems. This is church. We need a wise heart. Or forget about the tongues. Your tongues will be defeated by the unwise heart you are operating with. <laughs> people have prayed in tongues in professoral realms to their shame yes we need a wise heart to walk and use the resources of wisdom there's a woman here she said she was going to do a project she called me on just ad hoc. And I started talking about the project. I see if I'm an expert in that kind of project she's going to do. It has nothing to do with my studies. Nothing to do. The thing will be coming to me. Bruh. Bruh. I say, have you checked this? Bruh. Have you checked this? Bruh. He said, I'm almost got it. I said, no, don't be discouraged. This is what you need to know. Bible says that the wise man, when he wants to build a house or do a project, he considers all the cost. When you have a wise heart, you see that the cost will be coming to you. It is your ability to manage the cost that gives you profitability. Well, you don't just enter because they said the thing is entrable. And if you cannot put certain measures there, don't even invest. Hello? Because not every profitable venture becomes profitable <laughs> in practicality. It depends on your wisdom. Praise the Lord. You have to breathe in again. Wise heart. Receive it in Jesus mighty name. The amen is not coming out at all. Sister. You are coming for morning flavor very early in the morning. You don't make your face. You bring your your it's, it's not wise. No man would desire you. I'm telling, no man would desire you. Men don't care seeing bad face in the house. But outside, it's undesirable. So, Ube Uru, when Nimukakran, who's sick, Beat this your face. Hey, hey, shine. You can't come like a cloud, like rain is about to fall. Your hair is like you have been put on a shrine. Place on your eyes. You need a wise heart. Receive a wise heart from today in Jesus' name. So we learn that it's a consciousness. It's what? It's a condition. I am in that condition. You can also be in that condition. 
So when you are making decisions, you the condition is on ground. So you are doing this thing, taking cognizance of the fact that I need to be my full self. The service. Who is the wise in heart? Who? Who? We learned at the first time we, we learned about what that wise heart is. Now, who? Who? Hey. Exodus 35, verse 10. When the Bible used the wise heart, what did it mean? Exodus 35, verse 10. And every wise hearted among you shall come. And make all that the Lord has commanded. Every wise hearted among you. Now here, when the Bible said wise hearted, he, and he was mentioning, he was making reference to Bezalel and Aholiab. He was making reference to skillful artisans. What kind of people? I can't hear you baby. I didn't see tongues there. Talk to me. What did I, what did I say? <laughs> so, when we say, who is a wise-hearted person? We are talking about the person who has developed capacity and skill to achieve at the highest level possible. Yes. The person who has developed capacity and skill to achieve at the highest level possible. It's not just a condition. But you have also gone a step ahead that as you are operating in that consciousness, you have developed capacity and skill to achieve at the highest level possible. Why am I saying highest level possible? This is a revelation. The temple to be built is a revelation God has given Moses in a vision. But God is telling Moses that the people who can build this thing for you, I'm revealing to you, go, there's a guy, be there. He is called Bezalel. And we relent in 35, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, they're about to die. This guy, the spirit is in him. He is skillful in wood, Stones, metal, gold, silver. The guy is too much. Skillful. That the highest thing to be built in Israel. What do you think is that? That's a temple. That's the highest thing. He has the skill to operate at that level. Not all these people around you. You can be around here. And you don't have what it takes. You don't have the skill. You don't have the capacity. That's why it is not he who has been around for long. A wise-hearted person says, whilst I am around, let me build capacity. You are in the oil and gas field. You always say, my boss is good. My boss. When your boss dies and your boss's wife takes over, it is not going to be my boss is good again. It's going to be a matter of whether you have the competence to remain employed beyond the person who loves you. Who, who, don't let me preach this temple. I'm just saying that whilst you are praying in tongues here, brother, school. 
Build some skill. Don't say that right now what I'm doing is I'm giving birth. Giving birth is not a skill. Some people are giving birth. I know I know a, a doctor now. She gave birth to twins in America. Look at the pressure. At the final year of her PhD, she said, I don't know how I came out. And she still did it. I am raising excuses. So if there was no Bezalel, the temple wouldn't have been built. He was skillful. Being a Christian and having the Holy Spirit does not mean you must not be skillful. It's the more reason why you must be skillful. Build capacity. Christians don't like to go to school. Christians don't like to learn a trade. If somebody was traveling to America right now and we said, oh, go and learn hairdressing. say it's below my level. Foolish. <laughs> Foolish. Go and learn fitting mechanic. He said, <laughs> he will look at you with one kind of way. Pastor Jamero Badam. Oh. Oh. Okay. Go. I mean, go to that America. You bring my stone. (laughs) By all means, you must bring my stone. Most places in the Western world is remove a 40 part, replace it with a new one. And even that one is so expensive. Not the cost of the part. The one removing it and putting it there. When your car breaks down, you call them. What is their name? Hey, hey, hey. You call them. And they are not coming to repair. The repair is that they are removing a faulty part and they are replacing it like for like. They, they, I don't know whether they don't have the brain to repair, but they normally will not repair. That's why you see that some people go abroad and they ship faulty TVs. And the TV that they say is faulty is really not faulty. It's just the, either the wire that is malfunctioning or the power or something. Our people come, they open it quickly. They just repair it. TV is working. Ability to repair. So when you are going abroad and you have ability to repair, you don't remove 40 parts and put a new part there. You repair a 40 part and you are paid higher than the person who removed the 40 part and put it there because you, you went to buy. They didn't buy. So if they, those people charge 40 pounds, you can charge 120 pounds because the part itself sells for 200 pounds. I'm just saying something to you that you need humility to have a, a wise heart. You don't talk nonsense and barbatash because you think you are in Ghana without your exposure. You can say whatever you want to say. Don't learn cooking and go. Doctors go and become nurses. From here, they go and they become um, home care attendants. Palliative care, they call them. You, you are a doctor only in Ghana. bleaching powder. And I commando. Put your hand on your head and say, God, give me a wise heart. <laughs> I'm feeling the preaching. So, these people, the holy house and the 
and the Bezaliers, they say they are wise-hearted. Why? Because they have something they can use to do something. Praise the Lord. It's a capacity. It's a capacity. Exodus 35, verse 25 and 26. And, <laughs> and all the women that were wise-hearted. We have seen men wise-hearted. We, we have seen women wise-hearted. All the technical. Please, if you are in this life and you don't have anything technical about yourself, I fear I cry for you. Like in your workplace, you are just an administrative staff. Is that one to an employee? Administrative staff. That is whenever we are ready to use the cutlass to weed. That's where we start from. We weed because if you are not there, work will still be going on. You don't re- A technical staff is more difficult to do away with than an administrative staff. Uh, I'm, the admis- I'm, I'm the this. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the receptionist. I'm the, you have stopped even saying receptionist. Front desk. As you are front desking, enter into something technical. Are you here? <laughs> enter into something technical. Hmm? When the COVID came, you know, only technical people made money. You can do some hand sanitizer, you make money. You can do some mask, you make money. Are you here? Please, are you here? Or you have traveled? <laughs> oh, media, me to meet there. I'm able to sell, sell. No, nobody is winding down their glass to buy from the traffic because of COVID. All your effort in selling, you see that they are not interested. Nobody is so. What are you talking? You need technical capacity. This guy, gold, silver, bronze, wood, stones. Hey. Too much. In fact, they, were, they made the garment of the priest. And they even were showing their, the, the level of their production per day. <laughs> garment they were producing per day. Ten. This, this. The length of it. And how they blended five of them to get... Oh. Oh. Then we say you are wise what? Hearted. You have followed somebody in oil and gas. You never learned anything around there that you can utilize. Hey. Please, let's read this thing. Because I I don't know. Forgive me. But I'll preach this thing. <laughs> and all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands. With what? Yeah. With what? Yeah. Did he say with their face? Yeah. Eyelashes, Abby. <laughs> and brought that which they had spun. Both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. Next verse. And all the women whose heart stirred them up in wisdom span gold hair. <laughs> the heart stirred them on in wisdom. 
The, the, the wise heart, it moves you to do things based on the capacity you have built. Ah, I'm asking, who is this wise-hearted person? What can you show? What can you do? He said, we should get a job for you. You have nothing to show. We have nothing to work with. It's difficult. Receive wisdom in Jesus' name. That's why if I were you right now, I would enroll into some fitting shop, some tailoring shop, some hairdressing saloon. So forget about the hunger now. Enter somewhere now. Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? Tell somebody, enter somewhere now. Based on whatever passion you have, use it to enter somewhere. If enter some mechanic shop, electronic shop, are you here at all? What you come enter somewhere? That's a wise-hearted person. I'm telling you, if you are smart in one year, you'll be repairing things. If you are smart in one year, you'll be sewing. If are you here? Are you sure you are here? You come and lie to me that I'm praying and waiting upon the Lord for opportunity. Up or what? Enter. Any man moved by what you... That's why you are dancing, you are moving like that. Uh, you dance, you want the whole earthquake to happen in the church. Some of us have not seen. I'm telling you. Nothing is there. What is there is clear glorified. It's nothing. Nothing more than that. Ask somebody, what do you think? Why am I getting to the bottom of the note? <laughs> the wise-hearted. People who have prepared and developed particular skills to produce visible results in their activities. Nice people. Hey! Uh, there's something that I saw. I just want to point out to you and then we'll close. Okay? Exodus 28 verse 3. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of what? Wisdom. That the people that he filled with the spirit of wisdom were people who had already built that capacity. So God was comfortable to cause his spirit to what? Enter them for excellence. Speak to all that are wise-hearted. Who, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. That they may make Aaron's garment to what? Consecrate him. That he may minister unto me in the priest's office. Beautiful. And chapter 31 verse 6. So these are the people God is tasking, giving opportunities. Please, let me just point to you that these people who position themselves as wise-hearted people, it is God himself who went to Moses to market them. This project you are going to do, Moses, don't use your foolishness to choose. There are people who have positioned themselves. They are wise-hearted men. One is not around you. It's in Judah. Go and look for him. Another one is in Dan, Aholiab. Go and look for him. Bring them. The holy things 
the glorious things I want to use, you know. I want these people who are wise-hearted to handle. It's not hanging around. It's not, it has nothing to do with hanging around. It, it, that's why you have a stony heart. You are easily offended. Because what I am even preaching right now, you are rejecting it. And you are going to be offended. I can see. You'll be offended. Yeah, because you think that we are taking opportunities away from you. But the truth of the matter is that the garment Aaron must wear, he must wear that garment in precision. To minister before God, because if it is not precise, it can cost his life. And the worship of God will not be glorified. And we can't use your biara biara self to, to handle that kind of thing. Are you here at all? She said, this is what makes you know that the rehearsal, and you don't joke with it. <laughs> God is not going to mention your name to anybody anyway. This one that you come to rehearsal, you want to be playing. Play is on your eyes. That your name should be mentioned. Push yourself. Push, push, push. Push. No system is going to push you. Push. You rise up and what? Please look at the scripture again. I mean, just, just look at the scripture. And behold, I have given wit. Oh, go back to the one before. Yeah, yeah. And thou shalt speak unto all that are. He didn't say I have made them wise hearted, though. They are wise what? Hearted. They have built the capacity. You can come to church and you think, say, because even when God wants things to be done, there is nothing you have that God can market you with. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. What is in that 31 verse 6, Exodus? You, you put it there. I think you like it, but. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamash, of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, there are many of them, I have put wisdom. The wisdom, no. He puts into those people with that kind of heart. You could have learned how to do sanitizer. When is Just go to Sally. Sally, she'll teach you for, for either for some small penny or free. How to make washing soap. How to make um, floor cleaner. How to make acacia. How to make... Just name it. Just name it. Glass cleaner. Just name it. It is just by a stone throw. What the hell is Say, 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 like, like, like what? <laughs> How? How? I mean, the message may look insulting, but please, may God give you a wise heart. Yes. Yes. 
Some people, I don't know why they are still secretary to that boss who keeps sacking you back and forth, sacking you back and forth, sacking. Go see baby. Leave that boss. Your life is not there. It will sack you. Every time you say, I won't let you sleep with me, you know, he will find something to dis- insult you and then suspend you. Like that. Are you joking? Are you kidding me right now? And you want to do this for the next 20 years of your life? Let's close. What is the benefit of this wise heart? First Kings chapter 3, verse 13. In the first service, we learned that it will place you in dominion. That's what we learned at the first service. I think it's Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11 or so. Please. 1129. <laughs> He said, a fool uttereth all his... No, no, no. He said, he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Some people ask people are inheriting houses. They are inheriting wind. And the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. Have you seen that the one who is wise is ruling the fool? You want to go to a church that will be giving you red cloth. First Kings 3.13 this is, Put the scripture there. I read it from this east coast. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. He said, You ask for a wise heart, I have given you that one, but you cannot have a wise heart, and this one will not follow riches and honor. When you have a wise heart, it must also be associated with riches and what. So, a wise heart guarantees prosperity. It guarantees what? When we look at the emptiness of your account and your life, it's a clear sign. I'm saying that barring demonic influences and God himself saying that you will not be rich. The reason why you are not rich is because the heart you have is not a wise one. Because every season Mpo has its own business. Yes. Yes. Hey. Somebody wanted to sell corn. Corn. He asked me, Pastor, I want to I want to start selling corn to you know these people who do poetry and like big for their blah blah blah. Um and I need you to speak to me. I say hey, call me next week. Then I call one guy because he was my mate in UCC. He is in charge of all these things. I say, come, come, come. He came here, he sat here. I say, talk to me about that corn. I'm not the one going to sell that corn. No. He now told me how the seasons are, how they go and bake it. 
how they do that, that, that. When the person came in, I was lecturing the person. He said, hey, Pastor, you are my destiny helper. I said, no, it's the wise heart I have. That. But the anointing said, "Was it what should I?" <laughs> I had a dream, and you will even be rattling like Martin Luther King. I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream. Most dreamers have nothing to show. It, of course, it's just a dream. What do you think it is? It's no more than a dream. All you have is what a, a dream is not a certificate. You have to wake up. Wake up from that dream. What that check? <laughs> That's why you are still dreaming. People have woken up and they have started even running with the dream. You they have dreamt the dream you dreamt from your own dream, and they are running with the dream you dreamt that you have not woken up from, and you are still dreaming. Hey, receive prosperity from this wise heart. Receive it. Receive it. It shall be well with you, Pa. <laughs> Let me solidify this point very well because 2 Chronicles 9, 22 to 24. He's still talking about Solomon. 2 Chronicles 9, 22 to 24. Look at this solo. And King Solomon passed all the kings of the earth in riches and what? Please. <laughs> riches cannot go without wisdom. And the reason why the riches are associating with this guy is because the first thing he asked God to give him was this wise heart. That is why he is richer than his father David. Riches. He passed all the wisdom. I told them about dominion in the first service. He passed them. Wisdom is what you need to rule. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom. That God had put in his heart. He put in his... Please talk to me. Where did he put it? I can't hear you. Where did he put it? Tell somebody that be more interested in the kind of spiritual heart you have. Yes. He put it in Next verse. He said all the kings, they sought for his presence. And they brought... When they sought for him, they brought every man his present. Oh, my Vessels of silver and vessels of gold and remnant harness. Harness means armor, armory, weapons. They brought him weapons for him to use to defeat them. <laughs> and spices. Maybe show when you maybe horses, <laughs> horses, and moles. And a rate year by year, they were paying royalties to him. Wise heart. And your property behind a wall was also a cotton. What don't say? You don't property a prime area. And then how? What is wrong with you? She said, That thing has decided to spoil you. Just at the end, it's a best sale. The fun, no. Rate year by year, he was still collecting. You know, some people they don't work again. All they work is to sit. The work is to collect. 
That's a work. You will get there in Jesus' name. Year by year. Look, horses, they were bringing everything some. Next verse. <laughs> this guy. And Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses. How many? <laughs> and chariots. And 20,000 horsemen. How many horsemen? Oh, 12,000. Okay. How many? 12,000 horsemen. Whom he bestowed in the chariot cities. He even has city. They just and with the king at Jerusalem. Let's read some more. This guy was too much. And he reigned over all the kings from the river, even unto the land of the Philistine, and to the border of Egypt. And the king made silver in Jerusalem as what? Stones and cedar trees made he as what sycamore trees that are in the low plains in abundance. And they brought unto Solomon what horses out of where Egypt and out of what all lands. Now the the actor menu, but we can't record. <laughs> we can't record. Prosperity. Because you have a wise heart. Praise the Lord. Don't you know there are professional whalers? You don't know again? Some people now cry to collect money for funeral. They don't know who died. But they are able to cry. Yo, where is the scripture I want to say and close? Exodus thirty six four to seven, Mapon. Exodus thirty six four to seven. Let me show you before. You need a wise heart. In fact, let's start from verse 1 since we are reading up to verse 7. Hey. Then wrote Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. Verse 2. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom. Even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. And they received, watch this from here, and I want you to pay attention. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it without. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. Every what? Verse 4. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work of the sanctuary which the Lord commanded to make. It's too much. 
And Moses gave commandment. And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp. Saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it. And too much. What is the point? The people who were wise-hearted, they brought them, they brought them prosperity that they could not handle again. Not Moses, so Bezalel. Look at the, the last verse too. He said, All the people who were wise-hearted, they brought it to them. So they went to complain to Moses. Abba, Abba. It's not too much. When you are wise-hearted, the prosperity, it will over you. Amen. It will what? Yes, it will over you. It will be too much for you in Jesus' name. Receive a wise heart in the name of Jesus. You are not bigger than the skill you develop. Develop something. Please, let's rise. (laughs) You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-1668. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and community.